Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back, and let's go right to the phones. Somebody who I know is staying upbeat and staying outdoors and enjoying himself, Mr. Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing okay. We're monitoring all the situations. Uh, Rocky Mountain <coughs> National Park closed, but the governor indicated he wants people outdoors. And to date, we haven't got any indication that the parks will close. But, of course, that could change. But how are things right now? What are you enjoying when you're out there? You know, it, it, we have so much going on, obviously. And, uh, again, same thing. We want to respect all the, you know, everything that's getting given to us as far as, you know, self-quarantine and this and that. But, again, I don't think there's a healthier place to be uh, than outside. Get in the sunshine. Get in the outdoors. You know, get out of the cooped-up spaces, you know, for both mental health and physical health. Uh, so I think, you know, if it's possible for you, uh, stay within the guidelines and get outside, uh, there is a lot to do. And the nice thing about this time of year, uh, it's everything, Terry. I mean, literally right now, and especially in the last week, um, we have literally epic ice fishing going on up in the mountains. Uh, it's that late season for the big rainbows, for big pike, for big lake trout. Um, kokanee are going. So literally the, the ice up in the hills that, that is still safe, is fishing very well. Um, all of the river systems that have big spawning rainbows are on fire. Like the Dream Stream has massive trout going in and out daily. Uh, so the fly angle side of things on any reservoir, and that could be Chatfield Reservoir, the South Platte is, uh, again, up in the high country. Um, the, the spawning trout bite is, is awesome with the fly rod right now. So that's going strong. Um, the walleye bite on a boat, Cherry Creek, uh, daytime fishing is fishing incredible. Uh, the night bite at Chatfield, that field from a boat is incredible. Um, the bass fishing at like Quincy and Pueblo is, is firing up, which is great. Um, and then shore angling is also, this is that time of year to where the shore angler has as good uh, of odds as catching the biggest walleye in the lake as the guys in the boat. We're all fishing the same water. So the shore angling, uh, especially in low light periods of the day, turning jerk baits, uh, is fishing awesome. So literally right now, Across the board, uh, we have some incredible fishing out there for, for anglers to get out there and take part in. Uh, one thing uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, what's going on, and I don't want to detract. I want to get back to what you're talking about, but I believe they're going to start filling Chatfield if they already hadn't. And you mentioned the river where it comes into Chatfield. I've caught some huge rainbows in that river. Is What is the access back there, and is it changing rapidly right now? Right now, uh, we have not seen it. Their their goal was to be, you know, highly filling that body of water now. Uh, so far, we, we've seen slightly increase of water level, uh, but nothing drastic. I would say it is very much the same old chat field as, it, as of right now. Um, so no changes yet, but I think they're coming soon. With that being said, the, the construction is done. So if you pull into Chatfield, you can drive to the south end of the body of water, uh, go right past Kingfisher, and there's parking lots. Uh, basically, whether it's Kingfisher or on the actual South Platte River parking area, um, you can park on either side, the east or the west side of the South Platte, 
uh, make a very short walk, and you were at the river. So uh, you know, whether going upriver or downriver, um, there's a lot of fish in that river. So you have some walleyes in that river. You have a bunch of suckers in that river, and you have rainbows and browns in that river. Um, so a lot of access right there uh, and a lot of good fishing right now at Chatfield at the inlet. Now, I know that Cheeseman Park closed, but how far can you go with that river all the way to all the road, the, not the park road, but the other road, or how far along the river can yeah. you Right now, you can go. You can you, you can park there and walk all as far up as you want, and you're going to approach Waterton Canyon. Uh, so right now, you have pretty much unlimited access. I will say, um, you know, for for fishing capabilities, uh, it kind of goes in stages. So from the actual river inlet at Chatfield, from where the mouth of it touches the reservoir, from there to the bridge where you drive over, if you're familiar with that bridge, that first section I'd say is where you're going to find your walleye. You're going to find a few suckers. Um, you go up just slightly and you're going to get into some deeper holes, and that's where you're going to have more suckers and more rainbows. Uh, so the higher up you get, I'd say your rainbow fishing gets better. The lower you get is, is other species. Um, the only reason I throw in suckers um, is because there is a large population of suckers that spawn in that river. Um, and these are from little six-inch suckers up to, to very large, you know, 18-, 20-inch suckers. Um, if anglers, especially fly anglers, um, are looking for something fun to do, when you get into a pool uh, and you have a bunch of suckers in there and you can throw egg patterns, little worm patterns, little nymphs, um, those suckers will feed on flies. Um, and I'll tell you, it is absolutely a hoot. Uh, you know, it's not a fish that jumps out of the water. They stay deep. Uh, but by staying deep, they have a little bit harder of a pull uh, than some other fish that a lot of anglers are used to. So if you're looking for a fun bite, getting out there uh, and, and catching suckers on a fly rod, uh, it is absolutely a ball right now. It also provides um, you know, some good cut bait for, for other times of the year for other predator fish. So a lot of opportunity there. Hey, I was going to bring that up. I used to go uh, to the little streams in northern Minnesota, just a, a split shot, a hook, and a worm, and catch all kinds of suckers. It was a blast. And then we'd, uh, we'd use them for cut bait. We'd even smoke a few now and then. So, I mean, it, there's a lot you can do with them. Now, I want to get to more of the metro area and the walleyes, but before I do, let's go back to the ice fishing. Uh, you mentioned there's some great bites going on. How long, I know we're not, we don't have a crystal ball, but how long, weather permitting, do you think that, that fishing will be available? You know, you're 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 at you know at twenty inches ish of ice at like your Anteros, your eleven miles, uh, give or take. Some portions of the lake have a quite a bit more, some have just a hair less. Um, you know, obviously the inlet areas on those bodies of water is starting to break up. Uh, obviously high sun days are starting to break it up. You know, you're gonna see your shorelines decay first. Um, you know, but I would say we 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 have some time left. I would say we, we should have at least two weeks, uh, you know, left of that ice would be in my head. Now, again, this could change overnight, uh, you know, with wind or rain or things like that, but we do have some good ice. And places like Carryall, uh, you know, they're still holding between like 33 and 39 inches of ice, depending on where you're at on that body of water. What do you think? Two, three more weeks of ice? Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, I'd say we're probably a solid two weeks at like your Anteros, your 11 miles. Uh, you know, Terriel Reservoir's got like 33 inches up to, you know, higher 30s. Um, so a lot of ice at like the Terriel. Uh, so I would say, yeah, we're, we're at least a solid week. Uh, and in some cases, maybe three to four weeks, depending on, on certain bodies of water. Uh, so definitely we have some time for sure. Now let's talk about up and down the front range, the, What's open? What are you seeing? And it's there's some great opportunities. 
Absolutely. You know, Chatfield Reservoir is open for boating. Chilliwack is open for boating. Pretty much all the bodies of water up and down the Front Range are open. Uh, Aurora Reservoir is not open for boating. Uh, Quincy is open for boating. Uh, you know, as far as walleye fishing, I break it down to time of day. Uh, we do have a good daytime bite at Chatfield, but Cherry Creek's bite is a little better. Um, so if I was going to go daytime fishing for walleye, um, you know, trolling crankbaits right now at Cherry Creek, uh, it is awesome. I shot a video uh, from, from the boat this week on Tuesday. You can go to our Facebook page and check it out uh but you know that walleye bite is awesome i mean you if you get kind of dialed in we're, we're pulling flicker shads um smaller baits real low in the water column uh if you dial it in right you know you can have 50 fish days out there right now um you know these are these are kind of combination of pre-spawn fish spawn fish um so you got some really fat healthy fish um, so that bite is going great. And then if you're a low light angler early in the day, late in the day, you know, before work, um, that type of thing, um, Chatfield, that low light bite is there. The, the low shad population at Chatfield is carried right into spring, um, and fishing is good, just flat out good. Um, so if you're from shore, focusing on the points, um, any point that kind of has a, a rocky shoreline with kind of deeper water next to it uh, is holding a ton of fish. And, again, that's going to be all night long and, and creeping into the day for about the first hour or two of daylight and then about the last hour of daylight. Um, those fish are tight up on those points. So casting cranks from shore uh, is great. If you're on a boat, uh, if you're nighttime fishing, trolling cranks, trolling stick baits uh, from a boat, especially behind planer boards, uh, you cannot fail right now. It, it's a really good bite out there for, for that technique. So lots of walleye. What about what about shore fishing for trout? Are you hearing much about that? I have, you know. So so again, we we kind of touched base on a little bit with with uh, river access. Um, but if I was shore fishing for trout, uh, honestly, the, the North Shore boat dock, uh, you know, you get a pile of fish in there. You know, the stock fish. Uh, but whether they're stocked this year or previous years, they really gather in that boat dock bay at Chatfield. Uh, so the North Boat Dock's a great place to go catch some stocker rainbows. Uh, the inlets, obviously, are holding a lot of fish. So the South Flat, where that comes in, uh, you have a lot of rainbows and actually even some browns right now, uh, really focusing in on that type of area. So that's going to be a good spot for that. Um, you know, and then up and down the, the front range uh, is good. I will say the one thing, if I'm looking for big rainbows, um, one technique that is often not used um, is going in the mountains and seeking out the very small portions of open water on these on these bigger reservoirs. So like at an Antero right now, um, obviously we have 20 inches of ice. It is full-blown ice fishing season. But if you were to hike all the way around the lake uh, over to the inlet, you know, again, you just get a couple hundred yards of open water where, where you have new current flow hitting that and, and obviously, you know, dispersing the ice, um, those little pockets of water where the inlets come in um, can be some absolutely incredible trout fishing right now. And that's going to happen on all your bigger bodies of water. So the Antero's, they're 11 miles, uh, you know, your Delaney's, any of these bigger bodies of water this time of year, you're going to start to get some breakup at the inlet. Um, you know, and those type areas, again, it's a small portion of water you're fishing, uh, but fishing can absolutely be incredible. And that's one of those things, if you're not an ice angler, um, you know, you're an open water angler and you are seeking out some, some really cool trout opportunities, um, fishing those little small pockets of open water right now is a, is a great way to catch some fish. And uh, last place for trout, I'd say it, it's not looked upon as a trout fishery, but Pueblo. Pueblo has 
some some incredible trout fishing. It is highly looked upon, you know, for walleye, bass, white catfish, you know, all the warm water species. Uh, and when people do go down there trout fishing, so many of them focus on the Arkansas River. Uh, but when in reality, like the the North Shore boat ramp, so the North Boat Ramp at uh, at Pueblo, that entire bay right there holds some awesome trout, uh, you know, from shore or boat. You know, you can cast spoons like Tasmanian Devils or Castmasters, um, and there's a lot of really good trout action hanging out in those bays like that uh, that present some really good fishing for anglers on open water. Oh, you mentioned the Tasmanian Devils and Castmasters, and you can cast a long way with those. So you can cover a lot of water in those open water areas. Small inline spinners can be extremely effective. I like to throw a jig sometimes. Any other presentations you prefer when you're doing that? You know, I, I mean, I really, I have such success in the spoons. I can't say I play around with other things. Uh, but even those little rattling, uh, like like lipless crankbaits, like rattle traps, and, and things like that. Uh, again, those those rainbows are in there feeding on shad. So really, I mean, you could pull little crankbaits. You could pull stick baits. Um, they're feeding on a minnow base. So a lot of the trout up in the hills are more on a bug base and scuds. Um, you know, so they're not as open to those bigger baits. That's where these front range fish. Um, I mean, they're feeding just like a walleye or a bass will. So they're feeding on the same food source. So any of the baits. Uh, you know, any of the crankbaits that you're catching walleye and bass on more than likely will catch those trout just because, again, they are feeding on those shad this time of year. Um, so, again, lipless cranks is, a, is another technique. But I'd say between spoons and lipless cranks, um, those baits are all going to cast far, easily workable. You can work them, you know, in a faster tree. They're going to stay high in the water column. Slower tree, they're going to sink. Uh, so a lot of versatility on the bait, which we really like. Uh, and, again, you can cover a lot of water as being a, a fairly heavy bait to, to work in the water. You know, one of the things I used to do, too, is uh, if there was limited distance of open water between me and the ice, I'd cast right up on the ice, especially with a jig, and pull it so it just slowly slid into the water right at the edge. That edge is like a piece of structure, the edge of that ice. Oh, absolutely. And it's just amazing what you'll catch doing that. It's just fantastic. Nate, before we let you go, I want to get your perspective on – you know, where you're at with guide trips, I know they, they haven't been regulated in any way because of what's going on. Are you, what are you guys doing and what are your openings and how are you looking to proceed from here? Absolutely. You know, Jay, we're, I think we're just taking everything a week at a time. I think a lot of people are making long-range predictions. Um, and obviously, I'm a, a very positive person. If you guys have been following the Facebook feeds, um, we're taking everything like a week at a time. We have no problem, you know, rescheduling, moving things around. Um, but as of right now, we're proceeding kind of with open for business. Um, you know, we are guiding again. Uh, all of our guides are very healthy. Uh, we make sure that if anybody has any signs of anything, obviously, we're immediately, uh, you know, homebound. Um, we ask that anybody that's going to be Joining us on the water, obviously, is very open and honest with us about being very healthy about where they've been. Uh, we are wiping down all of our equipment if we do go on the water, uh, so we're making sure everything is very clean and kind of up to specs in those regards. Uh, you know, we're keeping everything minimal as far as numbers of people on the boat and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we did launch our catch rate yesterday, so we're real excited about that. Uh, we basically did a larger expansion of what we did with League last year. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. Everybody can check it out there. We'll have it on the website here in about a week or so, but right now it's on Facebook. Uh, but we start our, our tournament series starting May 2nd. Uh, again, obviously, as things uh, you know grow, weekend, whatever, we can adjust everything from that point on. Uh, but as of right now, we're taking everything just a few days at a time. We're staying positive, uh, you know, staying healthy. And again, I think that the biggest thing is, again, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I'm not a professional in this. I'm not a health person. Uh, but just stay positive. I think uh, we can all get caught up watching the news and getting very negative. And it is what it is. It is a very, you know, 
major ordeal. Uh, something we have to take very serious. But uh, I think take this time. You know, work on the equipment that you need to work on. Spend time with family. The, the society has gotten so busy. Uh, take this time to 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 make the most of it. And again, I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, watch the news and stay informed, but then turn it off. Stay positive. Stay happy. Uh, I think uh, I think a little positive perspective uh, can go a long ways in these regards. So uh, you know, wake up. You know, for, for everybody that is alive and healthy and doing well, uh, be happy about it. And let's, uh, let's all stay positive, spread that positivity, and uh, kick, this thing, uh, kick this thing in the butt and, and keep going. All right, my friend. Thank you for joining us. And you stay healthy and safe, and uh, hopefully a business as usual will continue. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. You bet. Nate Zielinski. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, and we're going to take you up to Horsetooth Reservoir and see what's going on up there on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Um, we are going to go right to the phones and joining us from Horsetooth Reservoir and Carter and the whole Larimer County Parks, I guess, is Mark Coughlin. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing well. I just had a question. I've, I don't know if you know the answer, but I think I do. Um, there, uh, somebody called not about one of your parks, but about Jackson Lake and whether it's been stocked with trout. And I would have to go to the stocking report, and I don't know offhand when it was stocked, but they do stock Jackson Lake with trout, and I would assume that they would have stocked it already because they like to stock that one early in the spring. But if you go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, it tells you uh, what's been stocked, they want you to know, and how recently they've been stocked. I don't know. It's not one of your lakes, so you probably wouldn't have any insight into that, Mark, but. You know, I, I, excuse me, I really don't. I, I have not heard um, their stocking reports lately. Um, you know, Parks and Wildlife does a pretty good job about with their social media as well. I saw stocking, I think it was up at 11 Mile um, last week. They had a cool video on how they do that. So I won't be surprised if that did get stocked. Yeah, and I would just go check the Colorado Parks and Wildlife um, uh, website. If you can't find it, uh, send me a message on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and I will get the information for you. Let's talk about Larimer County, though, Mark. And with everything that's going on, we've been talking the whole show, what's open, what's not open. They closed Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, Colorado State Parks right now is, for the most part, business as usual, although they've got some facilities that are closed. What's the situation in Larimer County? You know, our intent is to keep everything open because, you know, people really need a place to go right now. Um, to get outside, enjoy the outdoors. So we're work, we're working really hard to keep our facilities open. You know, we've had just, just some minor changes besides the local muddy trails and that type of thing. Um, we've had very little changes. You know, we have a couple of cabins up at Horsetooth Reservoir. We only have seven of them. We've closed those down for about a month and a half right now, just because we don't have the, we just don't feel comfortable with our disinfecting techniques to kind of keep up with the requirements right now. So it's in a kind of abundance of caution here that we close close those cabins down. But besides that, everything else remains open. Our visitor centers remain open. Our trails remain open. Our campgrounds remain open. Um, we're going to open up for boating on April 1st. Um, so we're working really hard to get that underway. So really, we haven't made a lot of changes. But really, that's the message we want to get out today is that as of now, we have not closed really any of our facilities. Well, let's talk about what's available right now at the different bodies of water that you guys manage um, Horsetooth and Carter shore fishing available right now? There are in uh, Horsetooth Reservoir last week. The smallmouth bass fishing in some places have been pretty good. <clears throat> I know the trout fishing down at Carter Lake is going to start turning on. Uh, Pinewood Reservoir as well. Um, Pinewood, all of our reservoirs now are ice-free. 
um, which they were in about a week and a half ago. So it's, um, we have accessibility for any shore fishing on all of our reservoirs right now. And this is a great time to fish from shore because a lot of species, uh, not only trout, but even the warm water species, are moving shallow to feed. The water's a little warmer by shore. The bait fish are shallow. And there's a lot of opportunities. And, and shore fishing presents the ultimate in social separation because, as we've been saying all day on the show, if you get too close to somebody who's shore fishing, you've got more problems than fishing. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Whether it be in a boat or from shore, yeah, you want to keep your distance anyways. No, you're right. You know, we're seeing a lot more movement in the fish right now. Our reservoirs are a little bit higher than the typical um, front range reservoirs, so we kind of come in a little bit slower. But I know Boy Lake is, is fishing pretty well. I know some guys have had some pretty good success last weekend on Boy Lake with a largemouth bass. So the fish are starting to move in some of the reservoirs right now. Now, you anticipate an April 1st opening. Now, I mean, there's so much that could change. It's almost daily. And you don't anticipate, are you anticipating any um, protocol changes with your inspectors? You know, Parks and Wildlife has done a really good job um, in this whole last couple of weeks making sure they get the training out. The state's limited to how many people they can have in a training, which really kind of affects getting our ANS supervisors and our ANS employees up and trained, especially our new employees. So they've done a really good job um, having um, training up and available um, online. So we, you know, we had a pretty good meeting with a statewide meeting yesterday phone meeting to talk about this process and what's going to occur. And like I said, the state's done a really good job. So we should not. And by, you know, by and large, without having any mandate by the governor um, to close things down, we'll be open April 1st for boating. Now, what about your camping? You're open there. Do you, uh, is it all online reservations? That they make, can they, is it some first-come, first-serve? Tell, tell people about the camping availability. I think like anywhere in the country right now, you, you're, you're always better off making a reservation uh, because our parks are so busy. You know, you can walk in the same day to our visitor center and get a camp spot if one is available. If one's available, you can. Uh, but our, our camping's wide open right now. We're not obviously not at capacity this time of year. But, you know, two, three weeks from now, um, we highly recommend making a reservation because we will start getting to be full, especially when the weather warms up, which it should this week, nice weekends. Um, our parks will be extremely busy. So if people are looking to get reservations for camping, is there a way they go online and how far in advance can you make them? You know, just go to our website, um, larimer.org slash natural resources, and that'll lead you to our reservation page. You know, we have a 180-day rolling, so six months out, you can make reservations for our park. So six months from now, exactly how you can start making a reservation, which right now is through almost in the fall right now. So you can make reservations for the entire summer. All right. And can you pay right there, too, so you can just drive up or when you get, when you make the reservation, or do you have to pay when you get there? So you pay um, when you at the point of sale when you make that reservation is when you pay for it. All right, and then parks passes. Can you buy those online, or do you have to be to have to come to the park? Um, you can't buy an annual pass online. You cannot buy dailies. Dailies you could buy in the park because we have automated pay stations. Um, just swipe a credit card and gives you a day pass. And you can stop by our visitor centers and buy an annual pass as well. All right. Any last comments, Mark, before we let you go on? Uh, you know, I know we're going to keep I'm going to follow. I know you'll let me know if it changes. I'll, I'll post it on my Facebook page and I'm sure you'll pay, post it on your uh, social media and Web page, too. Right. Yeah, exactly. Follow us, follow us on social media. Um, Lamar County Department of Natural Resources. Go to our website. Um, you know, just the, we'll have the standard closures for, you know, muddy trails, things like that. So make sure you're well. You, know, you check on that before you come up. But our, our parks and open spaces are open. Our intent is to keep them open. Um, so unless something drastic changes, that'll be our intent. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And when you get ready to open the boat ramps, I'll get you back on because there's a 
lot of fishermen want to get out on those two lakes. you got some pretty good fishing there. Yeah, sounds good, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Mark. We'll be talking to you again very soon. Mark Coughlin from uh, Larimer County Parks, you know, Horsetooth, Carter. You know, they're great fisheries. They fish a little different than the other lakes. They come online a little later, and the fish react because the forage and the depths are a little different than some of the other lakes. And uh, we'll, we'll try to guide you through that. We'll get some of the guys like Ronnie and Chad and stuff on, and we'll, we'll talk a little more about fishing those lakes because they're great opportunities. And we're just going to have a, a, you know, we're going to keep you appraised of everything. But as I've been saying during the whole show, uh, first off, we're going to monitor all this, and we get special press releases and things being in the media. And any as soon as we know anything, we will put it on our Facebook page, uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We'll also give updates. If we get some fishing reports that are good, if I get out on the water myself, we'll put that up there. We'll talk about any information we think is pertinent. We'll keep some of the... Um, some of the podcasts, we'll link to them up there. And we'll also link to our social media up there and our, our YouTube channel, which has a lot of great fishing information on it, the best of fishing with Terry Wickstrom. We're going to take a time out. We come back. The folks from Colorado Clays are going to join us right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. In a bar in Toledo, across from the depot, on a bar stool, she took off her ring. Kenny Rogers passed I away. Closer, he was so started out as a folk singer with new Christy minstrels, a rock star, and then obviously an icon in country music. When the drinks finally hit her, All right, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go to the phones and uh, talk to one of our favorite people, Jr. from Colorado Clays. Good morning, Jr. Hey, good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Hey, you know, uh, a lot of trying times, a lot of people trying to figure out what's going on. We've been trying to catch up with all our partners, and uh, and we know things could change daily. This afternoon, there could be something from the governor that changes everything. But right now, we're trying to encourage people to get outdoors, to do things, to live your life. Just do it responsibly. You know, if you have symptoms... Don't go and make sure that the places you're going are doing it responsibly. So what's the status at Colorado Clays? Well, Terry, I'm, I'm glad you asked because, uh, as everybody knows, customer and employee safety is our top priority here at Colorado Clays. And we really do take our community's health and well-being very seriously. So, Terry, we recognize that this COVID-19 situation has forced all of us to be extremely mindful of our decisions and our activities, of course. So uh, here at Colorado Clays, we are following the the CDC uh, protocols in cleaning, hand washing, of course, requiring employees to stay at home if they had, you know, illness. And we're also monitoring the state recommendations you were just talking about very carefully. Now, example, Terry, of course, we're going to be limiting, you know, numbers of guests in the clubhouse and common areas and and uh, ask everyone to practice the social distancing we've been told about. So um, at this time, we'll, we'll be continuing our regular shooting activities and hours. And as always, we're committed to providing our regular services at the highest level possible. So having said that, you know, being that we are an outdoor facility with all of our fields, courses, and ranges spread out on an area over 120 acres in size, Uh, We will continue to do what we've been doing here for the last 24 years, which is offer Colorado's premium, uh, premier public shooting facility, 
and we're still featuring the very finest in rifle, pistol, trap, skeet, wobble trap, and sporting clays to everyone with no membership required. And, of course, remember, we are a state-of-the-art facility. Everything we offer is handicap accessible, and we're open year-round, of course, which is um, what makes it you know, nice uh, this time of year, of course. We're individual and group-friendly, and what I mean by that, Terry, is um, even some folks want to be shooting alone or that's the only option they have. Everything on our property can be done by an individual uh, up to the groups, of course, which we're trying to avoid nowadays. And being located just north of DIA, uh, we're only a short drive from pretty much anywhere in the metro area and most of the front range. Uh, you really do have total facilities out there for everybody couple things I want to touch on right away, and the first one is we're getting real close to turkey season. Are you still patterning the turkey guns? Uh, we certainly are, Terry. A um, lot of guys coming out and taking their hunts very seriously. Our pattern area is all set up. We're getting uh, some data compiled. It seems to be following the, the tracks of years past, but I think the most important thing to remember is that for only 10 bucks. Uh, the peace of mind, uh, knowing that the load you've chose, the gun you're using, and um, the fact that it's shooting where you're aiming uh, puts you 10 steps ahead of the game. So I urge everyone, uh, give me a call, and we'll, we'll get those guns dialed in before they head out. Well, and it is so important. I think another thing is that understanding your effective range. Some people, you know, they're tempted to take that 50, 60-yard shot. Can you kill a bird out there? Sure. Is it a good choice? Probably not. Have you done anything as far as the distance, to, or haven't you calibrated to see maybe what seems to be the most effective ranges? Well, Terry, and that's a great question. And really, uh, when it's all said and done, that is kind of the uh, one of the main points of matching your gun chokes and loads. Now, uh, with the guns that have come in again this year, um, some people have guns that are more effective, more designed for what they're doing. Um, as a general rule, um, getting in the 30 to 40 yard range, if you've got a good tight choke, got some good loads, and uh, your gun is shooting where you're aiming, pretty good. We have had a couple of guns that their combinations had very good density um, in their patterns and very tight patterns out to the 45 yard range. 50 uh, seems to be kind of the maximum limit for the very best guns to be uh, guaranteed effective. So anything past that, like you say, uh, you're going to have to evaluate it situation at a time. Yeah, and we don't want people taking uh, irresponsible shots because, you know, it just it, you wound a bird and you just don't have a successful hunt either. And part of the calling sports are getting in that animal's uh, comfort zone and get drawing it in close to you and working your calls in your decoys. That's part of the excitement of the calling sports. Uh, and, you know, if I don't know if you've personally done any turkey hunting. I know you do a lot of work with guys on their guns, but uh, it's an addictive sport. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Terry. And, yeah, uh, I used to really be into the turkey hunting. And, uh, yeah, the, the adrenaline rush of bringing a bird in is as fun as uh, the finish. And it's not, it's certainly not worth taking a marginal or risky shot um, and losing a bird, um, you know, because you may get a crack at him next week if you leave him go, pass on a pass on a so-so shot. 
I, I did notice there was a flock of turkeys out at Colorado Clays. They <clears throat> they know where you can't shoot otherwise, don't they? Well, Terry, and then that's true now. I don't if you recall your turkey joke a couple weeks ago there. Um, I, I think I can speak on behalf of the turkeys, maybe the doves, ducks, geese. Um, they feel real comfortable in areas that you frequent. But, uh, yeah. but uh, no, you're right. Uh, that's one thing about our, our sporting clays course area. It is down in that box elder creek bottom. Um, you will see wildlife on occasion out here. And, of course, you know, we, uh, we really enjoy seeing them uh, while we're out doing some recreational shooting. So it's just a, a great day um, to spend time down in Colorado clays. I, I will concede that I do not put fear into doves. They 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 kind of are relieved when it's me that's showing up in their hunting area. <laughs> hey, one other thing I want to talk to you about, and that's um, a lot of people are out buying guns right now. You know, they're whether it's self defense or self assurance or uh, whatever. Owning a firearm is an incredibly uh, responsible act. It takes a lot. Of, you're putting a lot of responsibility to do it, to understand your firearm, to use it correctly, to know how it operates, and to understand safe operation of it. A lot of these people are going into a big box store and buying a handgun, or maybe even an AR or something. They've never really shot it before. Um, Your rifle and pistol range are open. Uh, If these people show up, you've got range people, you've got instructors, what can you do for them? Well, Terry, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Colorado Clays, we are a uh, licensed federal firearms uh, dealer, so we do those transfers as well. And a lot of those people we intercept as they're getting their new gun shipped here. But certainly anybody who buys a new gun, um, even if you have a shot, maybe it's a different gun, um, you know, if you're fairly comfortable with shooting, our staff is very familiar with most all uh, makes, models, and calibers. And if you're very beginning or something you haven't done, I highly recommend even a short session with one of our instructors. Just call out, schedule that, and you can just be light years ahead on your shooting with just a simple session to get you going in the right direction. Fine. It not only makes you more proficient with the firearm, but it exponentially increases your safety aspect of handling something you're comfortable with. One more thing on shooting, and that is that um, I'm hearing around that a lot of places are having trouble with ammunition. A lot of shooters don't have ammunition. I know you sell ammunition out there for people using the range. Are you okay on ammunition? Yeah, well, and Terry, you know, we're currently stocking all the popular calibers um, for our customers. And, of course, due to the temporary delays on availability on some of the supply chains, and that goes for you know, ammo, paper towels, whatever. Um, We're just asking right now that everyone purchase only the ammo they need for their session at Colorado Clays. So we're not going to be doing any bulk ammo sales at this time, but um, we do have all the popular calibers, and they are available to our customers to come out and uh, enjoy some shooting. Now, the last thing I need to talk to you about is the problems you caused me sending those pictures of walleyes. Well, Terry, that was just for you. Um, sometimes you got to rub it in, and uh, that's all I was doing. I will say, though, boy, it was just a brief little window there, and a bunch of those, I think I told you, a bunch of those males were up um, looking for the girls, and they were being really aggressive, so I just lucked out and hit a window, 
And, of course, I had to let you know. That yeah, happened. right. And, of course, Karen saw it. And, you know, she would kill for walleyes. She loves <laughs> walleyes. It's her favorite fish. And I haven't been out walleye fishing yet this year. And no cracks about it wouldn't have made any difference. And right. so I had, to, I, had to show, I had to show her those pictures. So first she was mad at you for sending it. But then she was mad at me because I hadn't caught any walleyes yet this year. You are a troublemaker. Well, it worked out perfectly then, Terry. Yeah. (laughs) My friend, um, we do need to not only shoot together, but we do need some time in the boat together. Yeah, we'll schedule that, Terry. Um, Tell Karen I'm sorry, but uh, we'll we'll get some fish on the table here soon. All right. Hey, the other thing, folks, come out there, and uh, in between shooting, uh, you and Doug have been known to talk a little fishing with them, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I always love to see pictures. I love to hear stories, and uh, I've never claimed to know it all. I will take every tidbit I can get. All right, my friend. You be safe, be healthy, keep the operation going well. And as I've been telling everybody, we're going to keep in touch with our sponsors and our partners. Let me know, and I will post on my Facebook page if there's any changes out there. Thank you so much, Terry. And, again, everybody, watch the website. uh, Give us a call. Listen to the recording. We're going to keep uh, all of the current information on those and uh, make sure everybody gets through this. And that's coloradoclays.com. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Terry. You bet. They're great, just great people out there. You know, you know they're going to do the right thing. They're going to be responsible. Uh, and, you know, we've got to follow whatever orders we're given, but we can't quit living until we're, as long as we can do things. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. I've got a few things I want to talk to you about on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Did I tell you I was going to go to the Eagles concert? (laughs) That's kind of been put on hold. Hey, a couple things I want to wrap this show up with. I want to talk to you folks about. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, by the way. We've taken you around the state to outdoor venues and activities and uh, people in both parks and retail and given you, updated you on their status and the governor has suggested getting outdoors right now. Uh, follow our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We're going to keep in touch with Parks and Wildlife, government officials. We do get the news briefings from them. And we are going to keep in touch with our partners who are totally connected. And, we're, you know, this could change daily. But right now, get out and enjoy it. So we're going to keep you we're going to keep you appraised of that. Now, if you are sitting inside, you could go to my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, and get a few tips. And, you know, we filmed about half those shows right here in the mountain region. The other half we traveled all over, well, from Central America up to the Arctic Circle. But uh, to give you an idea, the last show Karen added to the YouTube channel was fly fishing on the Middle Fork of the South Platte. And she's going to be adding one next week that's going to be conventional fishing for spring trout on North Michigan Reservoir. We've got walleye fishing, bass fishing, a lot of different things, and a lot of it right here for tips to where you can go and techniques you can use, and that's on the Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. In the next couple weeks, we're going to cover a few things. Uh, You know, we get caught up in this coronavirus. You're going to be outdoors. Tick awareness is very, very important. We're going to have a show on that, and we're going to have an outdoor survival show, so uh, pay attention to that. Also, Rocky Mountain National Park has closed. We will be keeping track of the other parks, but right now all the state parks, wildlife parks, wildlife areas, and federal parks are open. You know, 
get out, practice good common sense. Don't congregate in large groups. Keep your distance from people. But get out and use the outdoors. It's going to help you maintain your sanity. Keep a positive attitude. We're going to get through this. And speaking of somebody being closer than six feet away, uh, Dan Jacobs just came in. You could move back a couple feet. Yeah, you know, Terry, I was listening to the show on the way in, and I was thinking about it. And, you know, you just said Rocky Mountain National Park is closed. And I'm thinking, you know, the fish population has to be feeling really good because there's less people fishing. But then I thought, you know, when you're the one fishing, they're always pretty safe. Oh, geez. You, you know, we already talked about my dove hunting. I don't know if you heard that part. I didn't. Well, you know. what, what the guy at the shooting range said is when I'm in the field, there's no fear in the doves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but seriously, so what do you think? Are we going to see, you know, fish populations kind of explode a little bit because pe- less people are going to be out there? Well, right what, now we're expecting, unless they change, we actually expect an increase in fishing. More people will be going out fishing. Because it's naturally, socially gives you separation. Because like we said during the show, if you get closer to six feet to another fisherman, you're going to have problems worse than fishing. Because people don't want you, you know, they want some distance. And the outdoors in general, we've got half of this state is public land. So there's going to be places to camp and fish. Now, Illinois, when they put their lockdown because of Chicago, they don't let you out. So they closed all the public access. Mm. So that could happen here. And if it does happen, we will see, you'll see some growth. You won't see the population explode, but you'll see the fish get a little more relaxed, less pressured. And when it does start again, probably a little more receptive to artificial presentations. So, it, you know, we're just going to have to see where this all goes. But artificial while, presentations. You mean lures, Terry? Yeah, well, any, well, bait too. But yes. I, I, the, the thing I want to talk to you about, though, I don't, wanna, I don't want any of your advice in the outdoors. I've heard it before. So what I want from you is, while we've got a minute or two left, I was watching the moves John Elway made yes. at free agency this week. I've got an opinion I'll share with you, but what's yours first? I think the Broncos are now a top five, maybe higher team in the conference, and they have absolutely no excuses to not make the playoffs next year. Well, I think I, I'm I'm on board with you. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I will say, you know, I've seen so many where they pay twenty, thirty million dollars for free agents, and there's a reason they were on the market as free agents, but they demand that price, and they usually don't have anything. There's something wrong. The guys they got. There's going to be a few questions about, but they all brought value. You're able to fill a lot of positions with potentially very good players at the right price. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't overpay wildly for for anybody. There's some questions about Melvin Gordon, but I'm I'm high on the Melvin Gordon deal. We'll see what they got in their high-priced right guard that they brought in um, from Detroit. Still some concerns on the offensive line, but I think overall positive free agency period. I, I think this gives them a lot of latitude in the draft. And the other thing, people got to remember, there's two guys that virtually could be like free agents this year, our, our right tackle and our cornerback right. that, that didn't they play last year. They failed so miserably year. with those guys last year that now they can say, hey, we're starting all over. They're good free agents all over again. And they're going to play this year. And they could surprise us. They both are talented people. Uh, allegedly, yes. Well, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, I, I'm optimistic. Um, <clears throat> I imagine that's going to be the most... What you're going to talk about, there isn't much going on in the NCAA basketball team. No, we're going to be talking pretty much all Broncos. Um, 
We'll have James Merillat on, the lovely and talented James Merillat, coming up in about 30 minutes. He's well, always fun. They're talking in my ear. I got to let you go. I guess they want you to get on the air soon. So I'm going to get out of here. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour. Join, join us next week. Stay tuned for Dan Jacobs on 104.3 The Fan. Hey.